0: This is a podcast episode that I, I'm like, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, have I really not done an episode about decision-making in (laughs) almost like, you know, I have to have released 175 episodes. Like, how have I not had this conversation yet? But that is just how much there is to talk about in the light of abortion. (laughs) So... Today's guest, we're going to have a conversation about decision-making. I know one of the reasons I have not really had this episode yet is that most of the people I work with and who find me are finding me after. They're finding me after abortion, so they've already made their decision. What they're coming to me and finding me for is like, ooh, now what? Like, I'm feeling the feels, I'm going through the things, I, um, whatever it is help me move through that. So I've really kind of steered away from like the pre-abortion work and like, how do you make that decision? But plenty of people reach out to me for advice, for help, for guidance. And so um, today we have um, Hannah Fitzgibbon here and I am going to let you introduce yourself, but thank you for being here and having this conversation. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes because it's one that- it's one that I know once I record, when people ask me, I'm going to be like, go listen
1: to that episode. Go listen to that. <laughs> yeah. So Thank go ahead and tell me. people who you are. Hi, I'm Hannah. Uh, I'm a coach and I help people primarily make decisions. It's a big part of yeah. why people engage me as a coach. They um, need a broader perspective or they need an outsider mm-hmm. who just doesn't have that emotional engagement to kind of ask some questions and weed something through what I need to clarify though is when people come to me to help them make a decision Mm -hmm. that's exactly it I don't make the decision for them
0: exactly
1: right (laughs) Um, and in the context of this conversation a couple of points I want to make is that there is no right or wrong decision Mm -hmm. that this is not a, a false like a true false test yeah. It's a complex decision with many factors and like potential outcomes and consequences. It's a really yeah. individualized moment, right? Yeah. So this conversation can't be about what to decide or even often how to decide it. You have the sovereign power to do that mm-hmm. as the as the fertile body, right? Yeah. Um, but it can be about the approach to the decision and how to have your own back afterwards and how to have a deeper self sense of like self-trust through that decision-making process yeah, yeah. um and it can highlight some pitfalls to avoid
0: mm. Ooh, you know? that's good um,
1: <laughs> so i also wanted to acknowledge made some notes about this bit which is why i'm like oh these are like important like it's a it's a big thing right yeah, and I want to I acknowledge that even if you've made this decision or had it made for you and you wish it went differently that you can learn to have your own back and then I'm sorry you've had to carry that pain mm. it's huge yeah right yeah
0: um yeah I like always I'm like and I have something to say and I have something to say, I, something to <laughs> to say. I love that you said that about having your own back um I feel like one of the things that served me in my experience with abortion was that I don't know that I, I mean, I did do it consciously, but it wasn't like, it's hard to, it's hard to think back, but I decided ahead of time that I was going to have my own back. I decided Mm. ahead of time that no matter what I felt afterwards, I was going to Mm. figure it out. I was going to work Mm. through it. I was going to get the help I needed. Um, I wasn't going to beat myself up now, of course, like all, everything came up afterwards and you have to remember that you decided that ahead of time, <laughs> but I just love that you use the words, having your own back, because I do think in my own decision-making process and in the living it out and then the, um, the after process, it's, it's really the biggest lesson I've learned from my own abortion experience. I've only had one, um, But I really, when I think I had an abortion and I finish that sentence, it's, I had an abortion, I learned I can do hard things and I can have my own back. Like it was such a huge Mm. takeaway that I just love that you, that you brought that in right away. Those words.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like the secondary benefit, I guess, of making decisions is that there's the actual result of the decision. Yeah but there's also the connection you get with yourself in going through a process of making a choice Mm -hmm. and cutting away Mm -hmm. other options right yeah um but that like I wanted to share a study to give some context around why that is um so they had this they did this experiment scientists did this experiment where they put a rat on a treadmill rats love treadmills like they (laughs) they froth it right and they're running on this treadmill this rat's having a great time they're measuring its metabolic factors it's like um, inflammation markers and it's uh, cortisol stress hormones but the catch was attached to the cage on the other side was another wheel with another rat and that wheel spun if the first rat ran okay so they're both running on wheels technically Mm -hmm. rats love running wheels but one of them has the choice to run (gasps) and one of them has to run if the other, okay i'm getting it okay right and what they found was even though they ran the same distance yes and the exercise says that they should have the same metabolic factors they had opposite metabolic factors that the rat that had the choice to run great stress results um low inflammation the rat that had to run high inflammation, high cortisol, high stress. The privilege to make a choice is huge in how we recover from that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not so much that there's a right answer or a wrong answer, but deferring that choice to someone else, giving that control to someone else, that creates an environment where it's way harder to heal.
0: Wow. So cool. Hey, I want to say thank you, rats.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> it's like feeling a very big thank you to the rats. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just say it out loud because it was very strong for me. Hmm. Um, but I always end up recording podcasts at the perfect time because everything is like kind of mirroring a lot of conversations I've been having this week and um I've been having a lot of conversations and kind of aha moments about shoulds and wants. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's like the rat who should run, well, I'm sorry, the rat that had to run reminds me of the person who's choosing abortion because they should choose abortion Mm -hmm. because their Mm -hmm. mother wants them to or their partner wants them to or they're not sure how to make it work financially or, or like whatever the should is mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. the person who's making a decision to have an abortion because they want to and by want I don't mean like it's a party and we're gonna have an ice cream Sunday. I just mean like I'm making the choice because I want to have more room in my family I want to um, be able to travel I want to get go after this new job, whatever the reason is. So it's yes. not like a yay party, throw the glitter wants. Although sometimes it is, it can be. Mm. Um, but I'm just in that comparison, like I'm very much shoulds and yeah. wants have been super present for me this week. And and that's what I'm kind of seeing in this yeah. study that you shared. So yeah, tell yeah. me what you think now.
1: <laughs> it's like they're anchored into their reasons. Mhm and that might align with other people it might not. Yeah. You know, but when you're clear on if if this was just me in a vacuum right now what would I choose? Yeah. Or um in making this decision that has to at least be a factor. Yeah. And we can also be considerate and consider the opinions of others and we can ask for advice. But we don't want to defer that decision making to that like logic reasoning, because then it's easy to fall into on the other side of the decision, blame and guilt. Yeah. Right. Instead of learning to have your own back, you learn that you learn that other people have power over you. You learn that your voice doesn't matter. You learn that um, you aren't capable of making big decisions and that you're not worth taking a risk on. Um, And those are unintended byproducts of trying to make a hard moment easier. Yeah. Right. But when we can lean into the hard moment and say, I'm allowed to consider these other opinions, but ultimately the choice is mine, we can have that attitude. Yeah. Then we can learn to that you can do hard things. You can learn that your voice counts, that your voice matters. You can learn that um you are like have some empowerment in your life um yeah. and in some circumstances like abortion happens for all sorts of reasons right and a lot of them are to do with a disempowerment um so if there's any way to take some personal sovereignty back in yeah. that process um having some ownership over the decision is a big one
0: okay I want to come back to the word sovereignty because I took a note wanted to to hear your Mm -hmm. definition of that but Mm -hmm. first I'm I'm always like which order do I say these things in so I do want (laughs) to come back there I'm just saying it out loud and then also I want to speak to this like if it were me in a vacuum here's what I would choose here what I here's what I would want and I'm a human and it's never me in a vacuum it's me in a (laughs) real human complex life (laughs) so I know that a lot of people are like, well, yeah, if it was just me following what I want, this is what I do would do, but I'm not in a vacuum. And so mm-hmm. what words do you have to offer that person to just um, like, what do we do in that point where we're like, yeah, um, I know what I would choose if I was in a vacuum, but I'm not in a vacuum.
1: Yeah. So allow your voice a seat at the table. Yeah. You know, um, at least allow your part of the decision, even if it's only heard by you, to be heard by you, and then decide still, like from your empowerment to choose the the majority voice as also having some benefit. Yeah. don't don't do it from a well, there's no other way place. It's still a decision. Like they say, doing nothing is still a decision, right? So the more we can take responsibility, the less likely we can we fall into guilt and blame and disempowerment, even if it's not a decision you fully agree with, right? Yeah, um, I like there are love some that. Circumstances and I mean, where...
0: I heard you say that in earlier when you were talking. I just wanted to like bring it back mm-hmm. and make it really clear, and. You're reminding me, I actually used to use this exercise of a seat at the table a lot with people. And I would literally (laughs) draw a table and be like, okay, who's coming in? Who's sitting Mm -hmm. at the table? Um, So I'm glad I asked you to clarify because I think that is such an easy visual for people to tap into is like, we have a decision to make, like who's coming to the boardroom? who's sitting at the table um whose voice gets to say here and everybody's voice gets to say here so mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you so much for giving us that visual because a i haven't used it with clients in a long time i forgot i used to do it and b it really helps clarify like we know you don't live in a vacuum and that voice who is in in that space on its own is so important to bring to the table so
1: exactly yeah Yeah, so so some clarity on what you actually want that isn't drowning in the noise of other people's wants that's what I mean by vacuum it's not that that's where you make the decision that's where you get clear on your perspective of the decision and then you bring it to the table yeah
0: Yeah, and I always feel like, okay, we call everyone into the room, we ask everyone to take a seat, and then it's our job. Not the most perfect word here, but it's the one that's coming to The next step, we'll just say. The next Hmm. step is everyone sits down and we figure out what's in the highest good. So maybe I want to have this baby, but when i factor in all the other voices at the table what's in the highest good of everyone involved might not be to follow that want but i heard that in my in my like figuring out what's in the highest good cuz i think that i i just love that terminology because for me it's like yeah, this might be good for one person and this might be good for another person. This might be good for one reason and this might be good for another reason. And our job is to sort of put it all on the table and go, what's in the highest good here? And then go with that, have
1: it on back. It might not be that clear cut. Sometimes 80% clarity is as good as it's going to get. That was my next question to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yeah. You know, complex decisions like this, it's rare that you lay it all out and you're like, well, there's a clear winner here, guys. Like it's so <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and and it's impossible to say, like some people will make that decision on intuition. Some people will make that decision on perceived future goals. Some people will make that decision on finances. Some people will make that decision. Like the, the buyer knows who gets ahead in in the do we don't we
0: yeah
1: is because like it's not fair to put that responsibility on mum to support me or because you know um i want this my partner wants that and um and you know it it depends on me having a place to live after like sometimes the yeah. the consequences are really short term and sometimes it's not even a i want to but if i don't i'm going to die yeah like it's you know it's so hard to break down to like these are the things to consider like you even that that granularity of this this kind of decision will exclude some form it's such a complex approach um and what i really want to reinforce is even without the pros and cons list what you choose is right and you can make this choice even yeah. if 80 percent clarity is all you have
0: i love that and also what i heard when you were talking was like just this reminder to talk about the fact that one of the reasons um or one of the things we see happen is someone will make an abortion decision um based on whatever's happening there, whatever we've laid out, whoever we've brought to the table, they get to an 80% clarity. And the reason I'm following through on this particular decision is set out, whatever the words are. Then three years later, three months later, whatever, 20 years later, they have another unplanned pregnancy or they're facing another abortion decision. Sorry. My talk's really loud right now. I actually muted a few minutes ago because I was like, what is she doing? Um, And in another situation, another different pregnancy, we might have an 80% clarity again for a completely different reason, which is just... A way to see that there is no like you said at the very beginning there's no right or wrong this is all based mm-hmm. on complex factors and real human lives and different situational experiences and yes. what's 80 percent clear for one pregnancy may be 80 percent unclear for another pregnancy and you're making the decision based on some other factor so um yes
1: yeah yeah and the other, I guess, false sort of scenario we're creating is like it's a single decision. Yeah. It's not. Like exactly. it sounds like <laughs> I made this one decision. Um, and that, That's that so compl- good, yeah. A lot of weight and a lot of importance on this one. So often when my clients feel this way, I draw a dot. Like imagine a graph, you know, Ooh. x-axis, y-axis, I draw a dot. Yeah. I'm like, this is your decision. And then I zoom out this, the graph and I put lots of dots. <laughs> like this is the scatter graph of all the decisions surrounding this decision. When you realize there were choices leading up to it, there's going to be choices afterward about how we respond, about how we explain it to people, about how quickly we do that, about how we process it and heal it ourselves. There's so much context
0: mm-hmm. that goes into
1: softening that moment right
0: Mm, I love that reminder
1: and so when you're in it it feels like everything feels like the world rests on this one moment yeah really and um and the truth is you're allowed to change your mind and flip-flop right up until that chair Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um and even afterwards going to have moments where you can choose to feel the feels of it and choose to get help or not you can use to choose that decision against yourself or you can choose to use it as a moment of like a hard thing you had to do yeah a complex human moment where you had to weigh up pros and cons and make a decision where probably at least some of the reasons suffered you know yeah um but it's not That one moment, and we can continue to make decisions, and we can continue to learn that that's possible for us, that we're able to. And this is what I mean by even if the decision has been already made, like in this point, we still get to choose. I don't want to feel this way about it anymore. I want to reframe that. Like you and I are learning a lot about memory reconsolidation and changing the emotional track of those things. Right, like. What I'm saying is, you don't have to hold yourself in a cell of that decision, and and put it on this pinnacle like it was that one moment. Um. When. It's a number of moments. Yeah. Yeah. A number of choices. That's so good. Never. A,
0: it's never a single decision. I think that's so important to remember, and even in, yeah, like all around the single decision to swallow the pills to get on the table and have the suction what like whatever it is right the actual Mm, procedure mm, mm, mm. you're deciding to terminate the pregnancy you're also deciding to make yourself available for your other more available for your other children so like like even in that one moment where you follow through and you can't turn back there's so many other decisions that you've also made. You've also made a decision to what, what is it? Like stick to your plan to move to a new city, Um, whatever it is. Like, I just, uh, I really like the way you said, it's never a single decision.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So true. And likewise, we make the decision about whose advice we seek in those moments Whose voice are we going to allow into this sacred space of me making a decision about my body and my future? You know, um, sometimes we don't get a choice. Sometimes people like barge in there, but we don't have to tell the world about it. You know, we yeah. don't have to invite um, the Wall Street Journal's opinion. <laughs> or, right. um, you know, we we get choice about who we engage with, What advice we seek what stories we look to for support um and one of the like I guess in terms of making the decision believing that the decision you make is right like that that decision if I was to not everything's equal right so we have lots of reasons for why we make decisions and there's lots of consequences that happen positive and negative um and neutral and ultimately we can choose to look at that through a particular lens right so if we're if we're looking at it through the lens of um i'm a victim people took control of this for me um i don't have a say and i lost something dear which which is the case even if it's you keep the baby right
0: <laughs> if you yeah. if you
1: decide yeah. um if you decide something by deferring your power and you you become smaller through that, that's like a lens that we're looking at, right? Whereas if we can look at it through a lens of I am, and this is, I guess, coming back to that sovereign thing, like I am a queen. This is my kingdom, my domain. I get to choose who lives here. I get to choose um, what we value and what we fight for. I keep my kingdom safe Mm. and from that power I can make a decision like this even if it's hard like queens man they make hard decisions (laughs) I'm obsessed
0: Um, with the show The Great so yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah so it's like it's like that lens of Of coming out of the other side, knowing you made the right decision simply because you're a queen in any decision you make. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like trusting the integrity of yourself to make a thoughtful decision when it's something important that's called a lot of your attention to it. And you know it's important because it's been running around your mind. It's been using attention. It's been using resources, and that means... It's worthy of your attention. A queen doesn't give her attention to something useless. She's like, sort it out, Jeeves, like, <laughs> you know? know. Um, and so it's not like agonizing over it isn't a bad thing that calls to the importance of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about when because I do think we can hold space for that was absolutely the wrong decision for me, whatever wrong means. Again, there is no right or wrong, yep, but yep. like, I think we can hold space for that too. And the way we know the difference is like, do I feel powerful? And have I like, in in holding my belief that it was the wrong decision, does that take away my power or give me more power so for instance like that was the wrong decision for me and because I made the wrong decision I now have access to this new insight which Mm -hmm. makes me a more powerful being versus I made the wrong decision I'm fucked the world is over I might as well just hide in this hole like so it's not about There are people who straight up regret their decision. That's like, you get to have power. You get to have sovereignty. You get to be the queen either way, either way. And so that's where it's like, make the next decision. I made, I I wish I hadn't terminated the pregnancy. Guess what? New decision. Where are you going to take your power now? Where are you going to decide to turn that into something now? I think that's when we really step into our queen energy is yes. when we look at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean by um, any decisions, right. You either back mm-hmm. yourself exactly. fully, even though you only had 80% clarity. So there's a part of you that's going to be like, yep. and maybe I wish it had gone the other way. That complexity isn't a problem. Neither is making the wrong decision a problem because we can learn from it like Mm -hmm. with any mistake like make a decision we didn't like usually there are decisions that follow that to honor that learning
0: and to reintegrate right
1: makes all the Mm. difference yeah and and it's still over time something we can not come to like so much but something we can come to respect yes and that's why I love that
0: word honor because it like holds the respect inside it
1: yeah and it's a privilege to make a decision right Mm -hmm. even if it's the wrong one we have that privilege we're human we're human we're allowed to make mistakes even with dire consequences and we can always remake and rebuild ourselves yeah it's like that that unshakable self-trust that gets confirmed on the other side of any big decision because the stakes were high because you saw the consequences it's like this isn't exactly the same um and and there's a like well not a lot more like it's it's not comparable like let's just not um apples and oranges this but I know a lot of business people say, I learned more from that $10,000 loss than I learned from a million dollar gain, right? Like in terms of your relationship with yourself, this is that equivalent. When I didn't back myself, when I let other voices speak for me, when I didn't take time to consider what I truly needed, when I didn't even know myself and I made a foolish decision, whatever it is, When you can look at that version of yourself who made that choice, bring some compassion there to what they were facing in that moment. Hold space for the regret and still realize that you're going to be okay or that you can build towards a new version of okay that's different than you imagined before. That it's not linear. You weren't walking this straight line path and now there's a roadblock and and you're stuck in a ravine like that's not that's just not the case there's a roadblock you took a forked road you went the long way you're still gonna make it yes you know um when we can have that lens um I think in some ways we can learn more about ourselves yeah and learn to back ourselves more because if you know you can come back from a huge risk that didn't pay off And you're more likely to take some risks that will pay off. I agree. I
0: agree.
1: It it sounds Um, so um, like platitude-y, doesn't it? Like in the moment, it feels like you're going to die. It (laughs) It really does. It feels like. And sounds like I've done this. I haven't. um, I haven't. But I have made the choice not to have any more children.
0: Yeah.
1: Which was. A decision I similarly agonized on and felt pressure around um, but had the luxury of t- time to make that decision yeah so I, I don't want to want to like trivialize that actual feelings and pain of being pressured essentially because there is a deadline mm-hmm. to some degree in making this decision and the consequences affect you physically and emotionally and your reputation and all these things can be at stake it feels like you might die in it some really cases does. yeah um it's terrifying and I even without knowing all the individual details hold this vision for my clients that they are so capable that they're not going to die that yeah. that they are going to handle this as gracefully as they can that they that they can make that decision that they can zoom out the scattergraph and and realize that this is another decision on this path it's not the one and um and that we can continue to remind ourselves like you said you forget you got to remember that you made that decision right you can continue to remind ourselves that we are worthy of the life we've chosen yeah and that we can make something good out of it, yep. no matter what we're working with. Um, like I have to hold that vision for my clients sometimes because they, they're in it. Yeah, you
0: know. And we know that from being on both sides of it.
1: Hmm. Um, and so, in Do that we, case, thank oh, goodness go it's not a vacuum, right? Yeah, that we're allowed to get support and we're allowed to get help (laughs) through the decision. So I know one of my
0: favorite reminders from a mentor was human beings are herd animals. Like you're not supposed to do this by yourself. Like you're not supposed to make the decision yourself. You're not supposed to heal by yourself. You're not supposed to go through it by yourself. Like you can, you have that autonomy and you have that ability to choose it. But as a human animal, you're meant to do this in in community in conversation in connection with other humans. Yeah. Um can we talk because we we met each other through um a certification we're in that really does address the the capability of the brain to transform how we experience our past. Yeah. Can we talk about when and why you might want to look back at a past decision that's still impacting you like, all right. Cause some people have abortions, they move on. They never think about it again. They're not listening to this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yay. Cheers for them. Um, we celebrate you. And those of us here are here because, um, because we're still thinking about it it still had some impact on our life like when do we know when do we give attention to sort of changing the way our brain goes back and relives that story and when yeah. not to does that am i making sense
1: yeah yeah one i think it's cool to know that it's possible to change how right? you feel about it right <laughs> and i believe there's a point where You just feel tired of the old story. Mm -hmm. Like there's a point where feeling it feels like you Mm, you need to, like it validates the experience somewhat. Um, And you want to, like, feelings can bring you, can bring things alive out of vividness, right? Um, And so it, again, the sovereignty of choice. if you want to feel those feelings and even though it feels really crappy maybe um but that feels sort of somehow justifying or like wallowing you know like yeah that's that's okay yeah and then if you feel those feelings and you use them against yourself you have the choice to do all of this I'm not going to say anything's wrong but if you're like man if it was possible to feel a little better about this, if it was possible to take a bit of the sting away, if it was possible to get a little distance, would I do that? If that feels like um, like a light in the dark to you, it is possible. Yeah. I love and that. um, like sometimes when we're in our pain, we're so in it, we feel like there's no other way, you know, and the long way is letting time dissociate you and soften that the short way is learning tools to dissociate you <laughs> exactly. so that you can do something else right um which is what we're learning so either way it will soften typically over time and you can allow that to happen naturally if that's your decision or you can get help to start getting into it's not like we said it's not like you're going to convert it from i deeply regret that decision to now i'm throwing glitter and celebrating my sovereignty like <laughs> You're gonna probably go from I regret that decision and I need to feel in such a way as I can move forward and show up to work and not cry in the bathroom every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: if we can get to some neutrality or if we can get to some like some sense of honor and respect and solemnness rather than deep seated anguish. Yeah. Like um, And that's the other cool would thing would about choices, like, is
0: like... You can start changing the story and decide to stop at any point. Be like, okay, I am not celebrating my decision, but I have gotten to a place where I accept my decision and I'm not beating myself up all day long, every day. You can keep going or you can stop there. Just hang out there for a little while and then go, okay, I'm ready for some more change. I'm tired of this story now. Yeah. I'm ready for the next story. And Yeah. yeah, I think that just knowing it's possible to do that work is is really very empowering
1: yeah and considering if I could ease this burden by 10 percent, what would that mean for me what would that enable me to do or Mm -hmm. sorry (laughs) you're Um, good allergies in the morning um yeah and so it's it's in the realm of decision-making you're choosing how to relate to this decision and you're choosing how to relate to yourself in feeling the consequences of it um which are all constructed in your brain anyway how your brain is predicting you might feel how um what you choose to pay attention to what you choose to value sometimes it can feel like you're um being swept away by your emotions but at the end of the day emotions are all constructed in the brain and fed into the nervous system and just like those two little rats from the beginning who were doing the same physical thing but coming at it from a different perspective how that created different like results in the body physically it's the same thing like um if you're a a victim in your pain and it's happening to you then it's probably not creating healthy um, environment in your body either. And so maybe it's something you need to address in order to try and get to a more stable position and help to open up that mindset um, of choice. Whereas if you are already relating to your pain from a place of, I chose this, this is a natural, like, a natural consequence downriver of that decision I'm okay here I will be okay then probably you will be and maybe that's okay and it's probably not producing extra levels of stress and inflammation so um there's a point where you're like even though this is this I feel like I deserve this I need to make it different Mm -hmm. and then there's the even though I feel this way I'm ready to make it I want to feel differently I'm, I'm done yeah, here I, I want felt to. this enough yeah mm. so good and both are both are valid um yeah I mean yeah yeah it's your life um I don't remember <laughs>
0: what exactly you said but I wrote down the words like I'm making the decision and I'm having a relationship with the decision I've made right yeah. it's like these yeah. these layers of it it's like there's the decision I made and then there's also my relationship to the decision I made and just like Mm -hmm. I hope this conversation just um just opens up the nuance and complexity of it all and that there's no there's again there's no right or wrong answer there's no right or wrong way to be afterwards um but recognizing like even in something that feels like a decision I make and I can't go back on, there is always power and there's always ways to like look at it and play with it and toss it around in your mind and your hands and your heart and see what happens next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, this is there is anything far. you did not say in this episode that you want to say? Um, Now would be a time to do that or to tell us where we can follow you and
1: learn more about you yeah no I think I've I think that's the main the main points um I hope that it has been helpful for people either making that decision or considering the relationship with the decision they've made yeah. from new perspectives and centering themselves in their own narrative um I empathize with those positions and it and with a complex decision like this it's hard to make everyone feel seen so if your particular experience hasn't been reflected in this conversation mm-hmm. um I also want to say that the principle applies that you're a queen <laughs> um and and if you identify differently and happen to be in this situation you're still sovereign like you're you're the boss you know Mm. um and that can be hard to hard to reach when when you're in it sometimes um so I'm holding that for you I am so glad you
0: said that (laughs) And like I mean it's a thing that I feel in any content whether it's a podcast episode or a social media post like I feel behind it like if you're the person this doesn't resonate with or we didn't speak to your story, like we love you too. Um, yeah. I just thank you for saying that, especially in the nature of this conversation.
1: Where can people find you? Um, I post cool neuroscience things and mm-hmm. stuff I'm learning on Instagram at um, Hanfits, as in Hannah Fitzgibbon, so Hanfits.creates. Great. Uh, I have a website that I haven't updated in years and Well, I have, I mean, that's more is coming there soon. So I know I'm in Instagram. the midst of a
0: big website <laughs> overhaul and like, I'm like, I want to do it. Uh, not yet. I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I Thinking will link to your Instagram for sure. And then if people want to <laughs> keep finding you in other ways, yeah. they are yeah. very capable and they will figure it out
1: yeah i'm playing on instagram mostly these days yeah me too so fun thank you you so much for having me
0: thank you i'm really it's an important episode and it needs to be in the bank of resources so you've opened the door (laughs) thank you thanks for listening and as always please consider sharing